welcome to the Lunch Bunch. This is the new look. I think it's I think it's pretty good. Kyle, oh, I like vibes. it. Kyle it's got the vibe set up. It's really good. We're so excited to be back. This is an undisclosed location in the building. Yes, <laughs> it's probably on the roof right beside the pool. You know, I really shouldn't say this. There's a pool this, on the roof. <laughs> this place is cooler than me, by the way. I yeah, just, yeah, uh, cooler than you. That's hard. That's hard, man. Well, anyways, we are um, we're starting our new format, and we're going to be trying to put out an episode every like twice a month is is the goal and we are going to actually open up this discussion and lunch bunch with a short mini series on doubt uh, we mm -hmm. met up yesterday and we talked about some different things that we've gone through um, and also just what the bible says about doubt and how to handle it because i feel like a lot of people have questions about doubt especially christians well how do we handle it um, but if you are a longtime watcher of the lunch bunch you know that we like to have a little bit of fun. And so before we get started, I have some questions to okay. ask you guys. This is really easy. This is not a complicated game. Okay? Oh, it's just true or false. You're going to fun complicated games. Okay. Now, he, here's the thing. All of these things absolutely sound like they're true. Okay. Okay. But the goal here is get the most right and you win the respect of me, the youngest person here at Lunch Bunch, okay? I don't want to play, I don't need it. Right. I'm so, not sure the prize is worth it. Okay, so so here, here's how we're gonna play. I'm going to tell you a fact, and you just have to tell me if you believe me or you doubt. Okay. Okay? Because it's like doubt, you know, it, it fits in, you know, good, good games. All right, here we go. Here is your first fact, okay? The gold in Tatun Cummins tomb had been stolen from tombs of other pharaohs. True or false? You're talking about King Tut? King Tut. Yeah. King Tut. King Tut. How would anybody know that? They stole it from other tombs. I'm uh, going to go with yeah. I would okay. say no. You say no? Yeah. I'm going for it. It sounds so ridiculous, I'm going to say true. Okay. It is actually false. Yahoo! <laughs> I watch Discovery Channel a lot. Doubter. He's a doubter. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, no, no, no. Okay. Um, there was... I buy into conspiracies. <laughs> no, all right. So, so here you go. This, is, it, this, this, fact, this fact is about our government, which is great. If you're buying into conspiracy okay. theories. All right, here we go. Kyle's already in. Yeah, Kyle's like, I'm best to it. There was True. a four times over dog mayor. A mayor that was elected dog... A dog that was elected as mayor, not once, but four times. How long is a mayor's term? Is uh, that every year? It depends, I guess. But I would say if a dog got elected once, it'd be easy to get elected four times. So jazz. I think only in America could you elect an animal four times. I'd say it's I'm going to say true. I true. like dogs. I'm going with true. <laughs> yeah, okay. This is actually true. <laughs> <laughs> the beloved mayor of Cormorant. A small township in Minnesota retired this past summer after four consecutive terms in office. As much as he loved civil service, he was getting too old for the job. Yeah. <laughs> what does a dog they four year terms or are they not? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Thank you for your service. The dog was first elected in, in 2014 and he actually retired in 2018. So this is obviously an old post. Okay. But yeah. Okay. So one, one year, year it looks term. like. Yeah. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Uh, had to be a mature dog before they can. So, Jerry, you're in the lead. You've gotten two right. I know. Well, I shouldn't say that loud. All right. Um, 
when Japan was being attacked by the Kublai Khan, they only survived because of typhoons. I doubt it. Only? That's how they That's survived. That's an absolute statement, so I, I say I doubt that. That's uh, subjective, too. I'm going to say... I'm going to say it's false, yeah. Okay, it is actually true. Uh, it's the word kamikaze was later applied to Japanese suicide pilots, but... The actual word literally means divine wind and is also used as a historical term to refer to two typhoons that swept through the island nation in 1274 and 1281. Both times, hordes of Mongols led by the Kublai Khan had sailed to China to attempt to conquer Japan. Ah, so they never conquered. So and both times, a massive storm swept them back. Okay, so that makes a little more sense. They, they, they couldn't attack because of the storm, not because they were there, the storm happened and tucked them away. Are, yeah, yeah I thought they were there. Tricky yeah. wording. Yeah, yeah, tricky wording. Yeah. Tricky wording. All okay. right. Um, English. Uh, sorry. England's biggest horticultural export is the fig. England? The fig. England. The fig. The fig. No. I doubt it. Doubt it? Yeah, I doubt it. I don't think so. I, yeah, I'm going to say. Never no. heard of such a thing. So everyone says false. No. It is false. Good job, yes. guys. What is the main expert? I don't know. I don't know. It was false. It's, just, it's a false or, fact. That means a, that means a vegetable. I mean, it's a plant. A plant of some sort. Yeah. Tea. All right. Um, the same molecule that that makes chicken taste like chicken can also be found in ground up in every oyster other in every world. Home. But it can also, which is fun, uh, it can also be found in ground up oyster cells. Shells. Shells? Yeah. Sally shells. Seashells. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yes. You say true? I'm going to go. I'm going to say yeah. I mean, that's not a, like a highly controversial thing. Yeah. But sure. Yeah. Why not? It's life or death, man. I well, say no. <laughs> all right. You say no. It is actually false. It's just dirt. <laughs> if you grind it's it up. It's just dirt. <laughs> it's just sand. Well, it'd be it's I wonder if you, if you cook dirt in a certain way, it would taste like chicken, though. I if wonder. you add chicken in, yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I have two. I have two more here. Um, by definition, by definition, a snake's body is actually just a limb. Yes. Uh, false. True. It is false. Jerry yeah. is taking the lead again. You yeah. had him for a second I, there. I, I, no, so it's still technically the body. Wow, so it's not. A, all right, this is the last this is one. This one, I feel I like Jerry. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Jerry should get this one right. This is the last one. A shot of espresso actually contains less caffeine than a cup of coffee. Well, true. It depends. It depends on the size of your cup, but yeah, I think that's true. True. Yeah, true. It is true. Yeah. Here, here's some things. Many coffee purists swear by espresso, a form of coffee made by grinding the beans very finely, blah, blah, blah. Um, espresso has more concentrated flavor, so you would naturally think it has more caffeine. Well, actually, no. And in fact, it can take two to three, like two to three yeah. shots of espresso to equal one cup yeah. of regular coffee. And the reason you answer that for because if you make an espresso, you use the same amount of ground as you make a regular cup of coffee, you just... You're burning differently, so yeah. very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Awesome. Jerry Jerry is our resident expert. Wow. Congratulations um, on all the respect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. You get you get respect for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, yes. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, yes. Okay. Honor. Honor. No. <laughs> I appreciate that.
All right, well, well since hey, he's the oldest at the table. Yeah, it you works. Keep on saying that. I think we said that a couple of times. Like, how, you how, are the oldest. How old young, how young you are and how old we are. I, I'm just that. like, we we're like spectators to... looking in on <laughs> this like, scenario over here. <laughs> What's happening? Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, okay, so today we're, we're coming to, to ask the question, can I be a Christian and have doubts? No, um, you can't. You're going to go to hell if you have a doubt as a Christian. Wow. So are you asking that question? <laughs> are you asking that question based on what I'm going to say false. false. I'm going to say false. Okay, that's a good question. Okay, so culture or Bible. Can you elaborate on that? Um, well, I don't necessarily think that those things have, are always the same. I would say most of the time they're not. Yeah. Uh, I would say in our culture, uh, doubt would be seen as a lack of faith. Mm. Um and yet, when I think about the Bible, there's a lot of doubters mm-hmm. in the Bible. It, and there's I even can't think of another word the doubter, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of another way to describe it uh, other than, than doubt. Yeah, so absolutely. How so, could those things not be connected? So you're telling me that in the Bible, it actually talks about people that doubt? A lot. A lot. Mm-hmm. I would say a lot. Yeah, it's, that's so intri- interesting, um, and as we were looking at this, we have a couple examples we'll kind of go through yeah. really quickly, but um, yeah, culture tells us so many times, man, this is, if you doubt, you know, you're not, you're not your faith's not strong enough. In yeah. fact, um, and I'm just going to go there, there's a lot of uh, a movement of Christianity that actually says like, hey, if I have enough faith, God will answer my prayers. And so if God's not answering my prayers, then I don't have enough faith and I'm doubting God. And so we kind of, even in Christendom, we put this amount of God's faithfulness based on our ability to trust and not have doubts. And so we sometimes think as Christians that when I doubt, bad things happen to me and therefore I'm not as good as a Christian Mm -hmm. and God doesn't love me as much. But that's such a false biblical narrative that for whatever reason, the big C church in some ways has adopted. But why, why do you think culture jumps on that there so much? Culture does jump on, like, if you doubt, then obviously you don't believe. Uh, why do you think that is? And why do you think that is such a, probably a pretty common thought in culture, especially if someone who, who doesn't maybe attend church often because they have doubts and I'm not a believer? Why do you think culture kind of I think, kind of I think they're that? just quick to point out hypocritism. Mm-hmm. Hypocriticism. Yeah. There you go. That's how you say it. <laughs> hypocriticism. Uh, you know, if they see, like, uh, <clears throat> difference of practice and belief it's like red flag hey you're not what you say you are mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. too there, I think that's absolutely true I think in the church we've hyper spiritualized leaders sometimes mm-hmm. and we just assume because you know they have big churches or they write books or whatever that they don't experience any of these things and some of them say they don't which is Bogus. Um, <laughs> but I, I think... I we, doubt that. I we, doubt that. <laughs> sorry. Um, but we pedestal these people and think I have to live up to this, you know, celebrity persona that they put out of what it means to follow Christ mm-hmm. versus what their authentic following of Christ probably looks like. Mm-hmm. I would say also a lot of times people think that faith is doesn't have to be like, it's just faith. Like I don't see it, but I believe it. And so um, I think that's why, I think that's why we really struggle with this because uh, we don't think we need to have 
reason to our faith mm-hmm. and like evidence behind it. Mm-hmm. So if I'm doubting, then I just have no faith at all because that's kind of what we've we've you know put in trust, doubt, and and faith all kind of in this one area. And I think that when we begin to separate them a little bit, um, you know, that helps us continue on in obeying uh, God. Anyways, uh, there are a couple of examples. Does anyone want to kind of walk through a couple of them that we? Well, I was going to say about? one thing before we went to yeah. that. Martin Luther has a, a famous quote. It says, uh, "You know, faith is wrestling with doubt. That's what faith yeah. is. It's wrestling with doubt." So mm-hmm. you mentioned <laughs> about faith. Sometimes we separate it, but you know, I, I think it's very true. We all have doubts, and and that's normal. It's acceptable. You know, uh, the question we'll try to answer the next few weeks is like. What do we do with that, right? Yeah, I feel like yeah. sometimes having doubts too challenges what you believe. Mm-hmm. And so you you take more steps to solidify mm-hmm. your faith and solidify your beliefs and why do you actually believe what you believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think kind of the same thing. It's It can be fuel or it can <clears throat> distract us. You know, I, I it can think, be fuel or it can be explosive. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's a good word. Yeah. You know, it, it causes us to ask questions, which I think, we should be doing. Yeah. I mean, we don't follow a, a blindly without reason. We shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, but it can also trip us up, mm. depending on how we allow that doubt to be utilized. Yeah. Or you can you can even do a more like inward dive in yourself and figure out like why am I doubting this? What's the mm. root cause between this? Is there a sin issue in my life that I need mm. to get figured out? Uh, in yeah. unforgiveness, anything like that, causing me to doubt. The promises of the Lord, the promises right, of the Bible. Yeah, so and I mean, we're going to, you know, as we go through today's um, today's episode, I think we want to kind of look at um, biblical testimonies, mm-hmm. uh, our personal testimonies, and maybe just what do we do when, when we have doubt. And then uh, what is cool and what we're planning on doing is next episode, we'll actually just give some really practical tips. We're going to be super practical on our uh, next episode of just how do you overcome it? Because obviously we don't want to live in doubt. We mm-hmm. want to overcome doubt. Um Eric, you just spat off yesterday. We sat down and we were like, hey, uh, what are some examples in the Bible? And I, and I think I was like, you know, I, I brought up the classic. I was like, you know, Thomas, mm-hmm. you know, because he's known as Doubting Thomas. And then you were like, yeah, but this, this, and this, and this. Can you kind of walk through maybe a few that you remember of just... Uh, um, sure. Abraham, Moses, <laughs> Aaron, <laughs> Peter... John the Baptist. Um, those are quickies I can remember. Yeah, off the top absolutely. Of my head. And and if you read, especially the Old Testament, I'm doing a Bible read through. Noah. Yeah, Noah. I mean, uh-huh. you read the Old Testament, it's like these guys—they're not exactly perfect right. at all. Um, and we see them down. Um, Abraham uh, doubted God so much that he actually sinned because he thought that God couldn't do what He said He had to do. So he had to take it in His own hands. Um, to, to try to have a child. Uh, the nation of Israel is one of my favorites. They they were, uh, <laughs> they had just gotten out of Egypt. I mean, they were in slavery for years and years. And the whole nation gets out of Egypt and they're wandering in the wilderness and they said- Miraculously, you know, by the way. Yeah, mir- right. and it's not, you know, they've seen the power of God yeah. and then they get out into, you know, the, the and they're like, you know what? It would have just been better that we were back in Egypt because God's not gonna be faithful. Yes. Um, and only in the Red Sea, <laughs> it's God faith. Right, right. But not in the desert. Yeah. Well, the well, story in that story. I mean, the splitting of the Red Sea, the uh, God falling pillar of fire during the day, and a pillar of smoke at night, traveling with them. Um, 
and go into hitting the rock and Horab and get water come out of it. They seem miraculous. Yeah, uh, things not little things. You know, they're no, seeing, they're seeing fed like at tangible night by signs yes. of the Lord and the Spirit with and them. And they still have their food source. <laughs> food, food, water, everything. Daily. God is literally sustaining them. They're like, like eh, He's I dropping doubt food I doubt on it. their house on a daily basis. <laughs> I doubt <laughs> um, it. And you know what? What's so cool is God continued to remain faithful to them. Yeah. And He had made a covenant with oh. them. Uh, to, to bring salvation. And we obviously know that Jesus still came to the nation of Israel and, and has brought us the opportunity for salvation. Um, and it's amazing that we, we see that happen. Uh, does anyone have a like a example maybe in your own life where you struggled with doubt and you just see the Lord move? And Yeah, I think, I, I mean, I think we all struggle. I was going to add one thing as you kind of get to the next point. I think if you talk about these characters in the Old Testament and do that as doubt, man, I think that's more prevalent uh, with every character we bought to have doubts uh, than not. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I think you'd be hard-pressed to find people in the Bible who didn't have doubts in some place in their life. Yeah. So uh, I think it's interesting. We think it's doubts so bad sometimes, but if you look at Scripture, doubts more prevalent than anything else a lot of times. And some of these yeah. really biblical characters we talk about all the time. There's a lot of question marks in the Bible. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There are not statements. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I, I was... You mentioned that, and also you go to like Hebrews chapter eleven, like we call it the Hall of Faith. Yeah. You know, it's kind of nicknamed that, mm-hmm. and and like Abraham's there, mm-hmm. and he's the one that like has a huge story of doubt that caused so much damage and destruction mm-hmm. to people, and yet he's there in the Hall of Faith where mm-hmm. where they look at his faith, look out how, how mm-hmm. he he sought after the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, Jerry, do you have any any testimonies in your own life of, of doubt? Yeah, you know, I think uh, early on, I, you know, I grew up in the church, and I think I had doubts a lot of times about just uh, God being good, mm. you know, because uh, I thought somehow I had to do something and be a certain way. I had to be, you know, perfect in some areas for God to really love me, uh, and so I doubted God's love for me a lot of times growing up because uh, I wasn't quite good enough. And how mm. can you love someone like me? I'm not good enough, mm. so I, I doubted that, uh, but, which causes other issues in your life, right? Uh, right. Your your faith and your your salvation becomes a, a works type of thing. God only loves me if I do this, you yeah. know. And it was a huge revelation to me. I came to the point knowing that God loves me in spite of my own mm. activities sometimes and just in my life, which doesn't make me it made me run closer and love God even more. Uh, so He used my doubt uh, to actually help me uh, get closer and fall mm. deeper in love with Him. And so for me, you know, doubt I struggle with it, but ultimately that doubt is what me closer to the Lord in the first place. Mm-hmm. My testimony is very similar, actually, uh, where I, I really felt like because of uh, sin and because of different things in my life that, that God couldn't love me. Mm-hmm. Uh, even as a Christian, I, I, I dealt with that as well. And mm-hmm. um, and we'll talk about this more in the next episode, but one of the things that, I, that helped me through that was... Take, recognizing the lie, recognizing mm-hmm. yeah. when I'm thinking a thought that's not true, because sometimes we can just, we can hurt ourselves with our self-talk mm-hmm. and the way that we talk to ourselves so in our true. mind. Yeah. And like, sometimes like, especially now, I mean, in, and I hadn't really thought about this up until this moment, but like in the past year, so many people have been so isolated. Yeah. You sit alone with your thoughts or you're on the internet with somebody else's thoughts, you know? And <laughs> Uh, you can begin to talk yourself into feeling a certain way. Yeah. And um, I, I had to learn to recognize lies 
and replace those things with the truth of God's word. Yeah. And, and sometimes that was a daily battle. Uh, sometimes it was multiple times a day, you know, because I, I struggled so much with doubt of just a simple truth, like that God actually loved me. Mm-hmm. And that God's grace was there for me. I, I struggled yeah. with that. Yeah, and God loves you just the way you are. But he loves you too much to keep you where you're at, right. too. Right. Yeah. And so, exactly. Mm. I remember as a little kid. I think we all we all had this doubt. But I got saved at a young age, and uh, every you know few months, I would I would think, I wonder if I really am saved. Mm-hmm. And I would pray again, and pray again, and <laughs> pray again. I think I probably got saved like 50 times. <laughs> Make sure it's one of them is going to stay. Between like the years of five and six, five and six, and I'm pretty sure I got saved like 50 times just because I doubted that his word was true. And obviously, you know, your reasoning skills are not that great when you're that young. Um, but I've gone through multiple seasons of doubt when I was in high school. Uh, the Lord called me into full-time ministry, and I didn't know what that looked like. I mean, that scared, that scared yeah. me. Yeah. I was like, what, what does this look like? I don't I don't know. Are you sure? Yeah. And just doubted his plan for my life. And sometimes I still doubt it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm in ministry and I, I don't always feel called. I don't always feel equipped, but mm-hmm. the Lord does remain faithful. And I, um, yeah, there's just, there's multiple examples. And I think, I think probably everybody goes through seasons, but you know, you go from that little kid, like, am I saved to, mm-hmm. you know, got, what's God's plan for my life and what am I supposed to be doing? Yeah. And, I think just just fulfilling the Great Commission and, and holding close to Him is a good practical way. To Maybe that would be a good topic of discussion in the future is just how do you know God's will in your life, right? Yeah. right? <laughs> I always wondered too, Kyle, when you kind of mentioned that, like what was that driving force that kept us kept you doubting all the time, like every few weeks? And I, no, I grew up in church because I had similar experiences too. Yeah. I wonder what, what, was, what was that thing that happened each week, every two weeks? I don't know. That, oh my gosh, I don't know my, if I'm saved or not. I wonder what. Probably my sin and shame of my yeah. sin. And just feeling like he I stole cookies out of the cookie jar <laughs> and he was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I think sometimes we tie, also I think, for me, so I would tie it to how I felt too, right? Because my yeah. salvation depends on how I felt. I did I feel right. saved today or I didn't feel saved today. Oh, right. And so sometimes it's tied to my feelings that particular day, mm. that particular Bible moment. says the heart is deceitful above all things. Yeah. And I mean, we can really feel a lot of things. Yes. And that's why I think it's uh, why we have, we have to build our faith on truth, not on our feelings. Because that right. changes daily, right? Yep. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I'm happy, I'm sad, depending on what happens. Eric brought cookies to my house yesterday. Happy! Yeah, I woke up this morning. My kids went to uh, the in- my in-laws' house. They took the cookies with them. Sad. Changes rapidly. Eric, do you have any any examples? Uh, you know, um, I remember when I first got called to ministry. Uh, I was a member of the Heights. I actually church. saw you go through this, which is um, so cool. And I so desperately wanted to come on staff here. Mm. And I doubted that it would ever happen. Um, And even more so when God called me away and called my family away. I really was, I I resolved that this was not ever going to be a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when my phone rang a few years later, there was still this seed of, of doubt in even in how I prayed about coming here, mm-hmm. in just the now this, I've given up on this. Uh-huh. This can't be a thing. Yeah. Um, and thankfully, um, 
God didn't give up mm-hmm. and kept pushing that right. a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, man, there was a lot of doubt even in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a good reminder in there for sometimes the plans that the Lord has set on your heart or has laid before you take years to come to fruition. I remember yeah. I, Moses didn't know that he was going to be called to do that, but mm-hmm. he wasn't called to do that until he was, what, 80 years old? Yeah. Right. And the Lord came to him. He's like, uh, I'm not a... I'm not a good public speaker. Yeah. I'm not good at this. You don't want me. You don't mm-hmm. want me. But it, it took <laughs> years, decades before the Lord called him into ministry. So mm-hmm. I think sometimes we have desires for our lives. And I, the Bible says that the Lord gives you the desires of your heart. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it takes years and decades mm-hmm. for them to, to come. And those that time leaves room for doubt. And yeah. that's okay. Mm-hmm. You have to trust in the promise of, of the word. And the that's promise true. Of the Lord. So that's for an application... Man, how do we, what do we do? Okay, we have doubt, um, and maybe not just getting rid of doubts, but when we deal with doubts, what, what are some applications? I know you shared with us, Eric, Psalm 56, 3. Yeah. Um, I mean, it doesn't use the word doubt, um, but... Not know, applicable, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but this is the NASB, and it says, when I'm afraid, I'll put my trust in you. Yeah. And I think that's what it really comes down to. We, we read scripture all over the place and what we have to do even when we doubt is to remain obedient to god's word the bible says when you love me you will obey my commandments um and so what what do we do when we doubt we have to continue to obey god Mm -hmm. Uh, we have to continue to follow after um god even when we struggle to believe it even when we struggle like man is Mm -hmm. this word true is what's going on like does god still love me we continue to do it. The other story is the, the centurion soldier who said, yeah. you know, I believe, but help my unbelief. It's so, it's so paradoxical, but mm-hmm. it's basically saying, hey, I, I, I believe, but I'm really struggling to do this. I really am. Yeah. So just help me. And um, the Lord's okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you mean God's big enough to handle your doubts? Yes. No he's, way. He's bigger than I thought. Yeah, there's there's a song. Uh, I do love this song, and as a worship leader, obviously songs are in, in, important to me. Um, but there's a song by Sean Curran that's uh, it's called "Bigger Than I Thought," and um, it's really about bringing to God your doubts. And the concept of the song is that He is bigger than what I thought He was. In the sense, like sometimes I think if I tell God my doubt, it's gonna like hurt him uh-huh. or scare him mm-hmm. or he's going to be like, well, I don't really know how to answer that. <laughs> like, like you're catch God by surprise. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's a good question. Yeah. But, but, you know, yeah. we actually think that way sometimes. I know. And uh, the, I love that song. It's just a great worship song to to remind us that God is, is big enough to handle our doubts. Um, and Jerry, you've been reading a book too, right? Yeah, uh, actually a great book. I don't know if they came and pick it up. Uh, it's called Doubtless uh, by a guy named... Uh, uh, Shelby Abbott, he's a Campus Crusade for Christ missionary, uh, and it's a, I just recommend it. Talks about the whole issue of dealing with doubts and why it's okay to have doubts and and, and different things about how that affects our walk with the Lord when we have doubt and what we can do with that. And uh, now he says that uh, doubt actually in the book he said doubt's a good thing. It makes you stronger, mm-hmm. right? It makes you jump in and and think about what you believe and why you believe. That's so important because if I just believe something because when you guys believe it, I don't own it myself. Uh, and so it's so important that I understand uh, 
the things I say I believe because that helps me overcome doubt. So in the real aspect, I mean, doubt, I think, is necessary in your walk with Christ to actually get stronger, mm-hmm. right? So to answer the question of today is, uh, can I be a Christian and have doubt? Yes, you can. Um, you can still be a Christian and have doubt. You can still be a Christian and struggle. Um, but we've never been called to do that alone. We've never been called to, to live with our doubts either. Um, and so uh, next episode, we're going to just kind of handle uh, maybe some, some biblical ideas and things like that, how to overcome doubt, yeah. how to maybe wrestle with that in a healthy way. Uh, really looking forward to that episode. We'll see you next time.